Well, hey, welcome everyone. Hey, we're so glad you guys are here tonight. Man, these are some of my favorite nights. I'm just so excited to, to press in to seek after the Lord. Uh, but before we get started, let's take a second, stand up, and let's greet some of the people around us. So kind of the theme uh, for tonight is biblically uh, and through worship overcoming our hopelessness, Um, that Christ in us is the hope of glory, and realizing that through our suffering, uh, through those trials, uh, that actually brings us into closer relationship with Christ. So I wanted to start this morning, or tonight, um, reading out of Romans, it's chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. And it says, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And as I read that uh, today, man, it's just such a sobering reminder because when we think of trials, when we think of tribulations, we think that they all have a negative connotation. And sometimes that suffering produces endurance, which leads us to a greater and greater hope in Jesus Christ. And um, I'm reading this other book too, lots of reading, I apologize. Um, I don't actually, because it's great stuff. Um, It's called Whatever Happened to Worship. I've read out of it before. Um, But I just want to read a little section that kind of goes along with that. And it says, The living God has been willing to reveal himself to our seeking hearts. He would have us know that and understand that he is all love and that those who trust him need never know anything but that love. God would have us know that he is just indeed and he will not condone sin. And he has tried to make it overwhelmingly plain to us that through the blood of the everlasting covenant through his son, he is able to act towards us exactly as if we'd never sinned. And so that's our prayer for tonight. Is that we would understand our suffering can be a blessing. Um, that our suffering leads us back to the hope of Jesus Christ, leads us back to that love of Jesus Christ. And so as we worship tonight, I just want to encourage you to pour out your hearts, pour out those things that you're struggling with. Because believe it or not, our suffering can also be turned to praise all throughout the Psalms when we look at David. He's talking about how um, all these bad things are happening to him, but he still chooses to praise the Lord. And so wherever you're at tonight, we're just going to press in, we're going to worship and just invite you how to worship along with us.
Amen. Well, you guys can have a seat. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, everyone. So uh, we're back from Peru. We were gone for a couple weeks. We're excited to be back. It was an incredible trip. Thank you for praying. Um, and I strongly encourage you to sign up for Peru 2018. All right. <laughs> God was good. God was good. Thanks for praying. I've got a, uh, a few announcements for you. And then we're going to talk about hopelessness tonight. Because I know that we all encounter that, right? We've all been there. But before we do that, we want you to know the outdoor laser tag event is full. So God is good. Uh, the Cafe Summer Barbecue is coming up uh, July 30th at 11. Uh, so uh, please come to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Project Nehemiah, we've got a couple hundred of you signed up. Project Nehemiah, please sign up. It's going to be awesome. Please come to that. We're going to serve our, our schools, our local schools, and bless those who are serving our kids. And hopefully we can be a blessing in that. And there's a lot more. But we've got to go to worship, right? So grab this bulletin and read it in your free time. Or go online and check it out. King David committed a sin, and we all know it, right? And uh, he committed adultery, tried to hide it. And as a result, he was told, you're going to lose your son as a result of this. And his son got sick. And as the Bible says, at the hand of God, his son got sick. And so King David did what all of us would do. He started to pray and he started to fast. And we've all been there at some point. If we haven't, we probably will be there at some point. And King David found himself in a very hopeless place. A prophet told him, your son's going to die. But then the conflict inside of him was, aha, but God could have mercy on me. He's a good God. And he prayed and fasted, and David's son died. David wouldn't eat. He wouldn't even get up for these seven days while he prayed and fasted. And yet his son still died. That's pretty hopeless. But David's reaction after his son died was to get up, to get dressed, to eat some food, and to worship. Because he still had hope. You guys, children of God, church, listen to this. Even in death, we still have hope. Amen? Amen. David said, well, I know one thing's for sure. My son cannot come down to me, but one day I'm going to go to him. And that's the hope that we're going to be celebrating tonight. Christ in Luke, let's see, no, John 19. Sorry, Luke 19, verse 41. After his triumphal entry, and somebody tells uh, Christ, tell your disciples to be quiet because they're all singing praise to him. And Christ says, you know what, if they stop praising me, the stones will immediately cry out praise to me, right? Okay, Dan Johnson's paraphrase, but it happened. Okay, right after that, Christ sees he comes upon Jerusalem and he begins to weep. And he looks at Jerusalem and Jerusalem, guess what? He, there's no hope for him. How could Christ, who is God, ever find himself in a hopeless situation? Here's what Christ says about Jerusalem. If you had known, even you, especially in your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. 
For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. It's interesting, because Christ doesn't say, unless you repent, these things are going to happen to you. No, he just looks at them and he weeps, because he knows what's coming. Their future is hopeless. It's a hopeless forecast. And he's Christ. Mary and Martha sent word to Christ saying, Lazarus, the one that you love, is sick. And Christ got word and he hesitated. We all know the story, right? That is also, that's from John chapter 11. And Christ gets word and he waits many days before he shows up. And I think maybe some of us in here have a Jerusalem and we're looking at it and it's hopeless. And then there's some of us in here who have sent word to Jesus of a situation. We sent word because we know Jesus got this. And we're standing on that. And we're hoping. Lord, help my marriage. Lord, take this cancer. Whatever the situation, right? And then Jesus seems to be waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Mid-November, I was in a conversation with my father-in-law's doctor. Coincidentally, I went to the same high school as him. Yep, my high school produced a doctor. So he gave me the prognosis. Your father-in-law has cancer in his brain, his ribs, his liver, his kidneys. He might make it six weeks. I was pretty stinking hopeless. Pretty hopeless, right? Such a godly man. 80 years old, but of course, I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to go like David did. And he died. Mid-July, he passed away. And we mourned and we grieved. Jesus didn't show up and heal. Four days passed, and he didn't show up to pull, call him out of the grave like he did for Lazarus. And so... Maybe four days have passed and he still hasn't healed your marriage. He hasn't taken the cancer. Maybe he has. Maybe they passed away. Maybe everything you had hoped for didn't come true. You let Jesus know and he still didn't come. You got to know that there's still hope. This isn't Jerusalem. Christ isn't preaching over you this condemnation. If you're a child of God and you know the Lord, it's time to remember that there's still hope. And we want you to remember that tonight. King David, he got up, he got dressed, he ate some good food, and he worshiped. And tonight, we got to remember there's still hope, even beyond the grave. There's still hope. My father-in-law cannot come to me, but I will one day go to him. Amen? There's still hope. And I'm so excited that, guys, listen, church, our God overcame the world. He overcame all of it. David knew that. David knew in his heart he's going to go see his son. He got up and he worshiped. And I think we can get trapped in hopelessness, and we can forget that our God is good, and he's still the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's still conquering. He's still saving. 
and he's going to give us eternal life, and we need to celebrate that. And if you're stuck in hopelessness tonight, if you're stuck in despair tonight, maybe you've forgotten who God is. Maybe you need to look back in the past and say, wow, look at all the things God got me out of. Why am I stuck in despair today, right? Psalm 42, I'm going to close with this before we worship our King who is worthy of our worship. In verse 5 and verse 11 of Psalm 42, you would almost think that David is bipolar when you read this. You really would. But he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to come before you, God, and we want to acknowledge right now that yours is the victory, that you're the God of salvation. Lord, you told Mary and Martha that those who believe in you, even though they die, they shall live. And God, we cling to that promise. Lord, I pray for all of those who have a Jerusalem in their life and they're looking at it and it is just hopeless. I pray that we would be given the grace and the mercy, a gift from you to surrender those things to you now. Surrendering our future to you, surrendering our marriage to you, surrendering our job to you. God, our failures, our constant and continual failures to you. God, I pray that you'll strengthen the weak and feeble knees. God, cause us to stand up and cause us to worship you in spirit and in truth because you're our God and you're our King. Jesus, we just thank you for this night right now. No one has ever gone and worshiped you and walked away regretting it. Lord, would you fill us with your spirit? As we worship you, would you fill us with your spirit and your joy? Lord, lift up your countenance upon us. Lord, give us peace. Give us the confidence the peace and the joy that surpasses understanding. Because God, our hope is in you. Father, forgive us when our hope is in anything other than you. Lord, be faithful to reveal to us where our hearts are disloyal, where our hope is not in you. God, cause us to repent and come back to you, putting our hope and our joy in you. You're the only source of all that is good. And we acknowledge you today. We worship you for who you are tonight. So God, would you join us in our worship? Would you fill this room with your spirit, your peace, and your joy? Lord, we love you. Young and old, Lord, let us worship you tonight. Lord, thank you for this worship team. God, would Jesus anoint their worship tonight? Jesus, we thank you. Amen.
So if you like tonight, the Lord that kind of gave me a word, and it's breakthrough. Tonight is the night where the hopeless find their hope. Whatever breakthrough looks like in your life, whatever sin, whatever thing is holding you down, the Lord is calling you. He's the answer that you've been seeking. He's the hope that you need, the love that you crave. It's funny as we were singing this song. You know, we sing we sing these songs uh, pretty frequently, but I don't think the words have any less weight. When we come to realize that the things that hold us back, the things that get in the way of breakthrough, that those things have no rival, because God has already overcome them. Jesus has no rival. He has no equal. Any sin, any despair, any hopelessness in your life has already been overcome. And when we come to realize that is when we get that breakthrough because nothing can stand up against his blood. Every fear, every doubt has already been overcome. And when we choose to believe that is when breakthrough comes. So I just encourage you right in this moment if you need some kind of breakthrough in your life no matter what it is and it's going to take a little vulnerability I just want to encourage you to put your hand up and these guys that you see raising their hands all around the room it's our job as a church body it's our job as family to come around these guys and pray for them so if you see somebody with their arm raised around you, let's just take a minute. Let's pray for breakthrough for our brothers, for our sisters. So wherever you are in the room, let's go to the nearest person with their hand up. Because there's breakthrough tonight.
nothing can stand against your blood every fear every doubt is overcome and nothing can stand against your blood every fear every doubt is overcome and nothing can stand against your blood every fear every good. You can go ahead and have a seat. Isaiah 61, it gives us the mission of Christ. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, speaking of Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor, and he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We want to intercede also on the behalf of our community. Uh, We want to pray for one another as there's hopelessness and despair. But there's so many people in our city in Colorado Springs uh, tonight that are consumed with hopelessness and and despair. And for us to make it personal, in just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer and people that the Holy Spirit brings to mind. You know, you may have a a close family member that's in hopelessness or or despair, a close friend that's in hopelessness or despair. We're going to move to then uh, pray for our schools. Our kids are are getting ready to go back uh, to school to focus on uh, the high schools and the junior highs. 
that there's been a ton of hopelessness and despair amongst our students in our community and really praying that this school year would be different with the hope of Jesus Christ, that he would take the mourning and that he would turn it to joy, that many people would come uh, to know Christ uh, as their Savior. So let's go before the Lord uh, in prayer. Um, if you feel comfortable, let's go ahead and just get on our knees. If for, for some reason you don't feel comfortable or you've had a knee surgery and that's not possible, but if it's impossible, let's just go to our knees before the Lord and, and really go to his throne room and cry out to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we thank you that you came to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captive free. Lord, that you desire to plant people in your grace and in your righteousness. And we think of our community and aspects of this city that's filled with hopelessness and despair. And we're coming before you as a church family tonight, asking that you, Jesus, the living hope would touch and change lives with good tidings, with, with the gospel. Maybe right now there's a section of town that God puts on your heart. Just lift that up to the Lord and ask that God would move in that particular neighborhood. Just in your own heart, lift that up to the Lord. Ask that God would pour out living water upon that that place, that location. Let's lift up a specific school, high school students, junior high students. Maybe it's the school that you go to, the the school that your kids go to, your grandkids go to, the school in your neighborhood. Just lift that that specific school up to the Lord that's on your heart. Those students that are preparing to go back to the school, that God would lift despair, that he would lift hopelessness, that there would be a breakthrough. specific school. Name students to the Lord. Bring those students before the Lord. Pray for open doors for the gospel to go into those schools. lift up the teachers of those schools. If you know some teachers by name, lift them up. I said God would strengthen them and equip them for the school year to come. particular student that you know is having a hard time, a a particular junior high or high school student that you know by name and ask the Lord to intercede on their behalf.
Jesus, we ask that you would bind the work of the enemy. We know the enemy lies. He's the father of lies, that he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And you would particularly protect the young people of Colorado Springs from those lies of hopelessness. We pray that good would come out of all of these tragedies. That you would bring a spirit of revival amongst the young people to to know you, to serve you, to, to follow hard after you. Now let's pray for somebody in your neighborhood, at your workplace, that you know is in hopelessness or despair, not necessarily a student, but an adult. And for our junior high and high school students, if you, if you know an adult that's going through a hard time, just lift them up by name. God, we ask that you would work in our neighborhoods. Give us a heart for the streets that we live on and the apartment complexes that we live in. We lift up our neighbors to you that are in hopelessness and despair and pray that you would break through in their lives and reveal yourself to them. Now pray for somebody in your family that's been struggling with hopelessness. Maybe it's a parent or it's a brother or sister or a spouse or a child or an aunt or an uncle. Pray that God would minister to them in a special way. is he wants us to be a messenger of his hope, messenger of his grace, a messenger of his forgiveness, that this ministry that Jesus had of proclaiming the good news he gave to his disciples. He said, go and and make disciples. God wants to, to meet you in your place of hopelessness, meet you in your place of despair and discouragement so that you can go and comfort others. God tells us that he comforts us so that we can comfort others. As we were worshiping, I was challenged with the thought, do do I believe that God is the same that we see in the book of Acts? You know, and the quick answer is yes. But then there's a part of me that struggles with, with unbelief. And what we see in the book of Acts is God pouring out his spirit upon his church and leading his spirit to be witnesses. God was doing miraculous things. God hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's poured out his spirit. The question is, has the church changed? You know, have I changed from what we see in in the book of Acts? I think God wants to bring us back to that place of available to him for him to do supernatural things. You know, junior high students and high school students, God wants to use your life. As you surrender to him and you go into this school year, He really has a plan for you. He desires to to use you. All of us who consider ourselves to be adults, whatever that means, God God wants to use us. You know, it's not just about 
gathering in this place, but it's gathering for the purpose of meeting with God so that we can go out and share. Amen? And in Isaiah, it also says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, who bring good tidings. Literally, you'll have happy feet. And I would encourage you as we continue to worship to ask that God would give you steps of faith in your life, show you those people that he wants you to reach out to and to share the love of Jesus Christ because that's when the Christian life really gets exciting. So church, we're going to continue in worship. We're going to continue in prayer. And this is going to take a little bit of discipline on your part, but I want you to really move into personal prayer of meeting with the Lord. Communion's available. Don't rush through it. I know it's our habit on Wednesday nights to take communion. It's not come rush through communion so you can be dismissed real quick and like, oh, I got through the night of prayer, prayer and worship. But maybe you wait for a while before you come to the communion table. Maybe after getting the elements, you go to a quiet place in the sanctuary and really press into the Lord's presence and meet with him. Maybe you're, you're needing wisdom. You're needing direction. Maybe your Christian life feels stale or stagnant. In, in this last section of, of worship, it's a time to meet with the Lord in communion. It's a time to meet with the Lord in prayer. Go, go to the back of the sanctuary. Get on your knees seeking. So Father, as we come into the, this time of prayer, this personal time of meeting with you, as God, we confess to you that sometimes our faith is lacking of, of your ability to touch a lost and dying world. We know that you haven't changed. You're the same God that we see in the book of Acts and you're desiring to pour out your spirit. So would you give us vision of how you want to use our lives? how we could be used in our families, in our streets, in our, in our schools, in grocery stores, coffee shops. And as we take communion, we don't want it to just simply be a, a ritual, a routine, but an intimate time to meet with you. Lord, if there's those that need to come back to you tonight, they've walked away from you, Lord, may, may this be the night where they get right with you. Lord, those that are weeping, may they be comforted. Lord, those that are being challenged, would you challenge? Right now, Holy Spirit, we're welcoming you into this time. Would you really bless this time as we, as we worship you, as we draw near to you? We, we thank you for your promise that you'll draw near to us if we draw near to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Jesus is greater. He can do all things. All those, all those against Him will fall. For our God is stronger. He can do all things. No higher name we can call tonight. For Jesus is greater. again all those before us the mountains in the past that have been moved 
you have a mountain, if you have a, a trial, a struggle in your life, and we're just going to sing this bridge a couple more times. I just want to challenge you that the posture of your heart would match the words that are coming out of our mouths. Challenging myself with that tonight too. We really believe that all those who come up against him will fall. There's no one stronger, there's no one greater. As we talked about Christ in us, the hope of glory. As we think of all the battles in the past, the things that God has overcome. I just want to encourage you to sing this over yourself, over your victory, over your trial, over your battle, whatever it is. Because there's breakthrough that God wants to do tonight. There's healing that he wants to bring for marriages, for relationships, for your workplace, for yourself, for your heart, for something that happened 20 years ago the work that God wants to do tonight as we approach the throne of grace, that glorious grace. And we believe that these things are no match for the power of our God, the strength of our God. Because our fate's been sealed, the victory's been won, the blood that was shed on the cross was enough. You've beat yourself up for too long tonight there's a victory that's being offered victory from hopelessness victory from trials victory from not feeling good enough to feeling inadequate his power is made perfect in our weakness and father tonight we approach that throne of grace and weakness and ask that you would come, that you would fill us up with your spirit, that you would give us new strength, God, that the baptism of your Holy Spirit would fall tonight. That as we stand here, we would know that we have the victory. That these battles that we face, they're no match for your love for us. That the blood of your Son was enough. Come on, sing all those cry of our hearts. All those against him will fall. For our God is stronger. He can do all things. Oh, no higher name. No higher name we can call. For Jesus is Oh, 
Man, no lie, I could sit here all night, but I'll get in trouble, so. Man, let's give the Lord a hand tonight, huh? Just pray for you as you go about your week that you would walk in that victory, that you would know that the battle has already been won, that your fate's been sealed, that the blood of Christ is enough. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks again for being here tonight. It's always a pleasure and an honor to worship with you. And uh, we'll see you back here this weekend.